This is Brett Boyer and his dad, Forrest Butch Boyer. When Brett was 12, he and his dad were kidnapped and robbed by two men posing as police officers. Brett was murdered, but his dad, Butch, managed to dig his way out of a shallow grave and get help. Both men responsible have been sentenced to death. everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. How's nice it going? To be here. It's going great. Good, good. I have uh as you called it a weird crime daily double for us today. Yes. <laughs> we actually need like a stupid crime and an infuriating crime. Intro, we'll have to add some intros, but I'm going to put a them WTF under. crime. What WTF crime? That is what we need. Yes. But I'm going to put them both under weird crime today. We'll take a weird crime daily double. I don't hate Why it. Why not? Because, yeah, I think it's actually a weird crime daily triple. Yes, it is. Considering actually. what? Yeah. We've got a themed day accidentally. Right. Honestly, eat your Wheaties, put on your big girl panties. Or big boy panties, whatever. <laughs> or or big person panties. We don't discriminate. But put on the big panties because it's going to be a day. There you go. Oh, well, with yes, that being said, I'm going to hit the mic over to you for our first of two weird crimes today. All right. Well, a Sunrise police sergeant has been relieved of duty. Unfortunately, he's only on desk duty. This is in Sunrise, Florida. Of course it is. So, okay. Say no more. I, I know. Do. Maybe yeah. we need a Florida man <laughs> intro as well. So <laughs> on body cam, you will you can see. I'm not showing the video because it's really awful. But Sergeant Christopher Police puts his hands around the throat of another police officer during an incident that happened on November 19th last mm -hmm. year. So police were called to a convenience store. This was along Sunset Strip in Sunrise, Florida. And uh, there was a criminal they were arresting. He was resisting. Um, they had a lot of trouble with this dude, basically. Yeah. So they did get him inside the patrol vehicle. He was inside. He was handcuffed. Altercation over, right? Until Sergeant Police decided to uh, have a verbal altercation with the suspect. And in the video, some people see what they think is pepper spray, that he was looking as though he may actually pepper spray him while he is handcuffed and in the patrol car. Mm -hmm. So this officer was escalating the situation when it should have been de-escalating now that the, that the suspect was in custody, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, right. Yes. So he was seen holding a can of pepper spray, but yeah. he didn't use it. But the reason that he didn't use it is that another officer saw this going down and ran up and grabbed police by the back of the belt and pulled him away. Like, hey, think about what you're doing here. You know, 
which is actually part of their training to remind officers to slow it down and not, um, you know, make things worse. Yeah. So instead, what he did is he turned around and he grabbed her by the neck and pushed her backwards up against another car. Yeah. Then he runs over to the car where the suspect is and slams the door and then goes back to yelling at the other officer whom he has mm-hmm. now assaulted. Yep. Now. And it's scary. Like he grabs he her did. by the neck. Like. It is scary. It what is, does this do to his wife? It, it's right. that kind of aggression. And it was so inappropriate. She was trying to get his attention. Like, dude, what are you doing? Back off, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he put his hands around her throat. Mm-hmm. And so he's on desk duty while this is being investigated. Mm-hmm. But people have real questions about why this guy isn't arrested yeah. for assaulting a police officer, because mm-hmm. that is exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep an eye on this case, but I wanted to throw it in as a segment so that you're all aware of what's going on um, yeah. in Sunrise, Florida, which it's not all bright and sunny, it turns out. Nope. Nope. This deserves a good hard look. Because that is completely unacceptable. Oh, it is. It's ridiculous. So we'll keep you posted. Okay. In the meantime, why don't you give us our main case? Well, it's also a real WTF moment. Mm -hmm. This case actually happened in 1983. And I'm sorry, in in 2002. (laughs) We just did a case (laughs) earlier tonight from 1983. Never mind. This case happened in 2000. I have a lot of cases in my brain. 2002. So this guy named, uh, well, his name was Forrest Butch Boyer, but he went by Butch. So I'm going to call him Butch because why wouldn't I, right? right? So he was home. It was later in the evening around 10. And these two men knocked on his door and they were dressed like police officers. And they told him that they were arresting him. And on drug charges. And they took him out to their car. They put him in a Grand Vic, which, you know, those are police cars a lot of times. Um, I think at that point he was kind of starting to smell a rat, but wasn't really sure. And basically was like, well, you know, you got the wrong guy, but we'll let's figure it out. But they get him in the car and then he's like, oh, my son's home alone in the house. Which to this day, I'll bet you he just so regrets ever saying that. But. I don't know. It might not have mattered in the long run. But so they go back in the house and they grab his kid and they wrestle him back out to the car, too. So the son's name is Brett. He's 12. Right there. I would have been like, nope, that is not what the police would have done. Mm -hmm. Not at all. They would have gotten someone there to let someone to stay with the kid and gotten a family member or friend. They would not have transported that child. Right. No. But, you know, he didn't know. And I think he was just trying to keep things cool because something was up, you know. Right. He knew something was up because he recognized one of them. And so, Mm. but I think, but they had guns, you know, so he was Mm. kind of playing it cool with them. But at any rate, so they bring the boy out as well and shove him in the car and they drive away. And they drive him, they drive him kind of out into the woods and they start hassling him about money and basically eventually they start they think maybe he has money maybe at his work he was a used car salesman Mm 
and he was known to have quite a bit of cash uh, on hand, mm. like a lot of salesmen, car salesmen do. Right. And so at any rate, they thought for some reason, they thought he had a safe that had $100,000 in it. So they start mm. threatening him and trying to make him tell them where the safe is. Well, there is no safe with $100,000 in it, but he does have a safe with some cash in it at home. So they turn around and go back to his house where he tells them about a $40,000 that he has in his house. So they go and find that and it's in a box in the closet that has a little more than 40K in it. And they come back out and they keep threatening him, uh, insisting that they know he has more money somewhere. And he finally mm. does hand over another lockbox with 20K in it. So now they've got $60,000. They also found a pistol that belonged to his housekeeper. And they get him back in the car and drive them back out into the woods. And then they drag Butch out of the car and down a hill where they have dug a shallow grave about 18 inches deep, kind of by the roadside. And they believe that there was, that was the spot where there was construction, road construction getting ready to happen. And they probably thought they could bury them there and that that area would be paved over and nobody would ever be the wiser. Okay. So then they get Brett and they drag poor Brett down the hill too. And Brett and Butch are both begging for each other's lives. Sure. And they shoot Brett and he falls into the hole. And after Brett falls into the hole, they shoot him two more times. Oh. Then they cut Butch from ear to ear. They slice his throat. And toss why did, him. Why would they not shoot him too? I Good question. Isn't that weird? It's weird. That's weird. These two, I think, weren't in their right minds, maybe. Like, I, there was some drug activity here, I think. But uh, mm -hmm. at any rate. So they, they push Butch in the hole on top of his son and thinking that they, they're both dead and cover him with dirt and they leave. Well, Butch is not dead. Unfortunately, Brett is very mm. sad uh, and he's literally buried on top of his dead son. Like, mm. I can't even imagine anything more horrifying than this. no. So he says he just kept kicking his feet and kicking his legs till he finally kicked a leg loose and then worked himself loose till he got out of the hole. And then he got a hold of his son, a, a leg, and pulled him out of the hole, but he was deceased. So he runs up to the road. And now remember, his throat has been cut. So he's doing all of this while just profusely bleeding. Mm -hmm. And he gets up to the road and flags down a motorist who calls the police. And the police get there. And here's this guy a little after 1 a.m. So this whole incident started around 10. So now it's 1. And they're trying to uh, piece together what happened. So I actually, we do have some body cam footage. So we're going to share a little of that. Uh, so you can get a sense of what this, what it was like there, what was happening. The police were absolutely dumbfounded. Yeah, so I'm going to pull some, web, or some uh, cop cam footage up here. Well, 1021. 
Okay, sir, you got any idea what your name is? Come here, come here. The ambulance is here, sir. Hold on. Right there. Fifteen Russell County. Have uh, a supervisor call me at five seven five zero eight six seven five seven five zero eight six seven. Okay. Hold on, sir. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hold on, sir. Hold on. Okay. Ambulance is here. trying to get him into an ambulance and he refuses to leave until they son. bring his son up. Yeah, he, he insists on going back down there and, you know, trying to help gather up his son, which, of course, you know. I mean, he knew he was dead at this point, right? He knew he was dead, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad, my God. But he knows who these guys are and the reason he knows is, well, he knows who one of the guys is, because he has helped uh, repo cars for his car lot before. His dad wow. has. His dad has. And he's seen uh -huh. this kid with him before. So he knew who he was. Yeah. But at any rate. So it isn't very long. And the police have them in custody. And. He, they take uh, Butch to the hospital. And he stitch him up and patch him up. And he lives. It's amazing. They must have just not got the right spot to get that artery i'm guessing or they maybe didn't cut him deep enough so they get them both into uh they get them both into custody and after they get them into custody they are also were accused of killing a husband and wife three weeks earlier oh my sermon uh, ray ratliff and Catherine ratliff they were 68 and 62 oh my hell an old couple yep so they both were 
charged and convicted of both crimes and uh, are both still sitting on death row as far as we know. Wow. Yeah. That is unreal. All that for $60,000. They killed Mm -hmm. that little boy. Killed that little boy. That's so unbelievable. It's also absolutely unbelievable that uh, Butch lived and was able to dig himself out of that hole. Right. Had it been much deeper, he probably wouldn't have been able to, but he got out. That is amazing. Amazing that he lived through all of that. It really is. There's an article about Butch testifying uh, during uh, during the... uh, Sorry, I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh, during Jimmy Lee Brooks's trial. And it was so bad what he had to say. It was so sad and so gut-wrenching that one of the jurors had to leave the room and refuse to come back. Oh, wow. It was so awful. Yeah. Well, that is. God. To watch this poor man who just loved his son and didn't deserve this at all. was just a businessman that was making money. So other people, I guess, thought they were entitled to it. Right? Yeah, that screwed up. Mm-hmm. When I was doing a little research on both men to see if they are both still alive, which to the best of my knowledge, they are. Um, they were in 2016, and that's about as far as I can find. I believe they are both still just sitting on death row. Mm-hmm. There is an inmate letter writing program that inmates can sign up for, and you can sign up to be a, a pen pal. And Jimmy is a part of the program and he has now found Jesus and he just really oh, would like boy. some nice pen pals to help uplift him. Oh my Are God. Are you kidding me, bro? Screw oh my you, God. Jackass. Yeah. Wow. I'll send you a letter. Yeah, <laughs> me too, but you are not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a wild case. It's such a sad case, but to, uh, it is. to think that he was able to free himself, you know, and survive, survive that injury yeah. and being buried. Unreal. But the trauma of that, like, I, I can't imagine what his life has been since then, you know? Hell. Just hell. Yeah. 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 So that's the story. That's a wild one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So with that being said, I am going to unbelievably turn the mic back over to you for more weird crime time. It really yes. is a weird crime. Let's have another today. one. This one is a little funnier, so that might help. Oh, that's good. We could use that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered what might happen if you accidentally took some pot brownies to an event at the Senior Citizen Center? Yeah, I thought it would be. Kind of fun and interesting. Well, what happens is they get the paramedics called because everyone thinks they've been poisoned. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, no. oh, some brainiac named Michael Caranda made some pot brownies with cannabis butter. He bought it in Colorado, but uh, he was in South Dakota where it is not legal. Mm-hmm. His mother, Irene, notices the pan of brownies her son has made when she's headed out to the senior citizen center. And so she packs up some of the brownies to share with some of her friends. Oh no. So uh, there were several um, medical calls 
that uh, were received by the Bonham County Sheriff's Emergency Dispatch Mm -hmm. reporting what they thought was possibly a poisoning. (laughs) But it turned out they'd all been to the same party, hadn't they? They'd all been to the same card party, yes. So you got a bunch of old people tripping balls, don't know what's wrong with themselves. Oh, God. Yeah. Probably thought they were dying or already dead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Uh Am I breathing? Mm -hmm. I breathing yeah stuff like that um <laughs> stuff we like don't that. know what we're talking about <laughs> so it turns out they were all at the same card party at the senior citizen center so the uh sheriff from bottom county visited uh irene's house the next day mm-hmm. turns out yeah she um was unawares that her son had made some pot brownies so <laughs> this cracks me up oh, wait she did pat- irene not eat a brownie uh, I think she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She, this is the most like Midwestern sounds like something someone from here would do. She packed the remainder of them in a plastic container for the sheriff to take with him. And was it a said, cool whip container? I don't know. It just says a plastic crop, container. Maybe. But I was thinking, yeah, something like that. Maybe a big cottage cheese container, possibly something <laughs> like that. Something like that. Uh, wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, apparently. Uh, Michael did. You know. Admit to. You know. Having some mm-hmm. THC butter. That he had picked up in Colorado. Um, <laughs> they did determine. That all of the. Poisoned card players. Were just mm-hmm. under the influence of marijuana. And were all okay. Um, unfortunately, that had to have been really scary though for them and their families. Like, holy shit, if what they didn't wrong know what the hell was going on, right? Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, Michael is now facing charges of possession. Yeah. Because he did have, he had bought a pound of cannabis infused butter and apparently he'd used half of it in the brownies. So, he was released on a $3,000 bond uh, and he will be appearing in court. Later this month on that, um, uh, later this month, he is still, though, listed (laughs) as the district-wide choir chair for the Bonham School District 4-2. Unfortunately, he is a teacher. So, not good, but kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Come on, man. If you're going to make... A product like that, you better be more responsible with it. Dude, mark the pan, something. Put them in your room. I don't know. Well, he apparently made the brownies and then went to bed. I wonder if he yes. made the brownies, ate a brownie, then went to bed. That was my thought. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something uh, along but those yeah. lines. Somehow his mom thought maybe he'd just, um, you know, like very nicely made some brownies for her. Mm-hmm. So to take to the card party. It was quite an exciting evening for everyone who went to the card party at the Senior Citizen Center, but everyone is mm-hmm. okay. Unfortunately, Michael's facing some charges, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's complete bullshit, but um, yeah, next time, mark the pan. Like, maybe get, like, a green lid for the pot brownies so that you mm-hmm. can tell the difference. That's all I'm saying. Something. Mm-hmm. Or come clean to mama. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Because she clearly had no idea. 
She did not know. But the the fact that she gathered up the brown the rest of them and put them in a container and gave them to the sheriff just cracks me up. You can just see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I would love to be able to hear some stories from the family members of these people. Like, what were they doing? Yeah. Because it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. It you is. know? Because they were okay. It wasn't going to really hurt them. But they you were know. acting weird, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they thought there was something very wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they'd all, you know, had a real um, increase in Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. <laughs> Those brownies probably sent them to the moon. Yeah. Well, he said he used a half a pound in the pan. So I don't know how that would equate in THC, but it was probably quite a bit. It was probably quite a bit because, you know, if you don't know that's what you're consuming, then you're mm-hmm. not like controlling your consumption. So Right. Bob ate four. No, I don't know. <laughs> Right. I mean, it could be something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, unfortunately, it doesn't tell us what the uh, what the uh, card party participants did, but they were mm-hmm. all feeling kind of weird and thought maybe you they'd all been poisoned. Somewhere out there, there's some grandkids that have some stories to tell. Yes, I'll bet there are. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck, Michael. <laughs> yes. All righty. Well, that's it for this show. It is Wednesday, so we'll be back tonight for yes. case updates. And there is a bunch, yeah. as always. Um, and then we'll be back again Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain for the Psychic Hour. So lots more yet yeah. to come. And so far this week, we've already had two great uh, episodes. And now this guy. So this is three in the books, which is nine cases with our new format which we're loving so yeah it's all good all right well thanks so much for being here have an awesome day night evening or whatever it is wherever you are thank you guys so much for your support like share comment please it really helps us when you do that mm-hmm. this has been yet another production of true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters bye everybody <laughs>